The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You'll probably know Paul Byram as a renowned tenor, but one of the things that he also does is he provides Irish tours to visitors from the US, Canada, and Australia. And Paul Byram joins us now. Paul, how are you? I'm doing very well, and yourself? I'm, I'm doing well and delighted to hear from you. Explain the situation you find yourself in in respect of the tours. What are the kind of tours that you do, first of all? Okay, well, so obviously, as you just gave me a lovely intro there, I'm a tenor who has toured the States since my early 20s. And um, about 10 years ago or so, I I was kind of, kind of constantly getting uh, comments at the merch table afterwards. You know, I was out pressing palms like Daniel O'Donnell. And you would, um, you'd often have people come up and say, you know, one day I want to go to Ireland and I want to follow my, you know, uh, ancestry and so forth. And so it kind of triggered a, an idea with me. Uh, to bring uh, people to Ireland on a, a music bus tour, so to speak, for um, just over a week. So the idea is that they'd get on the bus and over the course of the week, I'd take, to, take them to different locations around the country. That means something to me um, and some of my favourite spots growing up. Um, and and then I would do a couple of concerts, you know, three concerts in, in total uh, over the course of the week. So it's kind of a compact idea, but the idea from the get-go was that it would be high-end because there are other bus tours out there um, that you can do on the cheap and you can do on but this, the idea with this was that it was going to be a high-end tour uh, with music uh, exclusively to them and a tailored uh, tour for them as well um, and as soon as I announced it it just sold out I mean it was within a week or two we had it full from people from Australia people from Canada and people from America and so we did it again, we did it again, and all of a sudden it was just this thing that kind of kicked off. And um, and it was great, and it was all going great. Um, but post-COVID, um, I did one there last year, and we filled it, and we had a waiting list and all of that. And that was grand. We had even got a couple waiting to come in from Italy, but we, we unfortunately didn't, couldn't accommodate them. But long and short... People, the common thing that kept being said to us was, things are so expensive here. Things have gotten so expensive here. And you'd kind of, you'd agree with them because you can't. You can't but deny it, you know. Um, Simple little things like having a pint of Guinness or, um, you know, having lunch because we'd organized the breakfast and the dinner for them. So they'd be on their own for lunchtime. And they come back to the bus afterwards and they'd be like, my God, it's got expensive. Now, these people are... Age demographic kind of sixty plus, so they're in their retirement years, and they've you know a bit of money to spend. They're excited about traveling to Ireland, but it has got to the point for them, in particular Americans, where a bus tour to Ireland is more expensive than taking a ten day cruise in the Caribbean. Um, and, and is and that is that the feedback that you got in terms of the competition when the, when they talk about the expense? Where do they see as a better place to put their money? Well, I mean, staying staying at home, um, if, first and foremost, obviously, Americans are, are great people for holidaying in America. So that's a given. So when they do make that decision to kind of go abroad, um, a lot of thought and planning goes into it. But I had one woman turn around to me uh, who had gone through the same um, tour company that I liaise with in Boston. And they did a, a, a Caribbean, um, not a Caribbean, sorry, a Mediterranean cruise um, for cheaper than my bus tour. Now, I kind of thought, well, look, you know, it is what it is. We're not gouging them because we are offering high end. We're staying in lovely places throughout the country. As I said, there's um, food and entertainment lined up for them. All the tours are covered for them as well. And so I, I kind of wasn't too worried about it until this year when I released the new tour dates. 
and the new bus tour for May of next year. And at this moment in time, we've just over half the bulls, half the bus full. You know, and and that's the first time in nearly 10 years that that has happened. And um, I know now, Paul, as you're talking, people will be thinking, well, that's because you're bussing people around to the four stars or the five stars and they cost eye-watering amounts of money and it's a very niche market. But I assume you had people who, it isn't that you've changed where the tour goes, it's that the overall costs of those places have grown. Oh, absolutely! Like, so park aside the fact that it's you know the high end hotels that I'm bringing them to. That that I, I make no apology about that. But but the difference between the prices of those exact hotels and similar hotels, you know, back before COVID to what they are now, is a huge difference. And so, as I said, I liaise with a guy based out of Boston. He organizes all the flights and all of that for 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 the the people flying into the states. And we both sat down and had a discussion there recently where we said, look, you know, it's getting too expensive to do this for us to like we're now cutting our profit to make this work. You know what I mean? And we weren't walking away with huge amount of money like it was just a kind of a nice little earner on the side. And um, it, it's got to the point that for all the effort, work and time that goes into planning and putting together these tours, it's just not worth it for me. Um, and what happens, know, Paul, when you talk to the hotels? Because I assume you can pick up the phone to the hotels and say, look. You remember me from the last few years. I arrived in with 30, 40, 50 people. We take 15 or 20 rooms. They all wine and dine in the hotel. This is a chunk of change that arrives down in the bus. What can you do for me? What's the response when you raise that? We don't get a huge amount. Some hotels are better than others. But but by and large, the, 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 the reply is kind of along the lines of, well, we've got loads of people that want to take these rooms, you know, and we'll fill them anyway. You know, that kind of vibe, that's the, the vibe you get back from them. Um, if it's not your tour, we'll get somebody else in. There's weddings, of course, there's demands for weddings and all the rooms. and So it's not, I think where they're, where they're kind of playing the strong hand with me is that, you know, there is a demand still to come to Ireland. But the point that we're all beginning to miss is that for many, many years, the Americans and the American tourists have, you know, single-handedly kept the Irish tourism industry alive. And now Americans are copping onto it and they're going, do you know what? It's just too expensive. It's far too expensive. Um, and because they can access many parts of, of Europe, they're kind of going, well, why would we go to, you know, Ireland when we can go? Now, again, obviously, I touch back on the whole, they want to touch base with their family, where their family came from and all of that. And I think that's a big pull still to this very day. But I, I just... I worry that we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot. I mean, I <clears throat> went away last weekend, as I do often with my girlfriend, off, you know, went to, to, to try some of these places out. And I look at new places constantly. And I went down to Skibbereen there last weekend. And we couldn't get a hotel, but we could get a and b So we got a and b 120 euros, Anton, for the night. And we had no ensuite. Now, I think that's a bit of a, a cod. And do you think it is the kind of thing that anything can be done about or is it simply a matter of waiting for supply and demand to take effect that we will have to get to the point where they just stop coming before the prices start to drop? Well, I think this is this is what's happening, certainly for me. I mean, there's an element where what can I do? I mean, it's just an element where the, the demand is certainly if I'm if we're to measure just on my uh, my project, my my bus tour. Demand, the demand has dropped 100%. Um, and, and, and uh, I mean, we'll fill it. I'm, I'm confident we'll fill the bus tour by, by the time, you know, it comes about. But, 
you know, I've never had to work as hard to sell Ireland as I do now. And of course, one of the things that Tourism Ireland does is they, and Falch Ireland do, is they do they do research on people departing Ireland and, and what, you know, yeah. what are your chances of coming back? What did you enjoy? All of the rest of it. And I assume one of the things that they will be very focused on is what do those people say to friends and family when they get back to the States? Because even if you fill the bus, if the bus goes back with full of people saying, yeah, we had a great time, but by God, it's expensive. That doesn't help. Well, that. That, that's 100% the case. I mean, nobody gets on the flight. And I will say that Ireland is a fabulous destination. I'm very proud of Ireland. I wouldn't be bringing people home here. To, you know, I wouldn't be selling this around the States if I wasn't proud of Ireland and what we offer. I mean, <clears throat> it's a wonderful country. And most places we go, extremely helpful, friendly. You know, they go that little bit above and beyond, especially tour guides. They're they're fantastic with with, um, with the Americans that may be a little... Um, may, little need a little bit of help, you know what I mean, whether it be wheelchairs or a little bit slower. The Irish tours that we have done throughout the country have always been lovely and, and very uh, hospitable. And most people, 99% of the people getting uh, back dropped off at the airport in Shannon or Dublin, you know, have had a great time. But what's happening is that they're kind of going, well, that was a once-in-a-lifetime trip, when it, when it doesn't need to be once-in-a-lifetime. You know, like I do a week, and so this next one is going to be the north of Ireland and Donegal. That's, that's because... You know, you can't keep going to the same places. So I change it up so that, therefore, the same people might want to come down when I do uh, the west of Ireland or, or down down south. Um, and, and, you know, it's getting to the point now where they're just kind of going, well, that was a once-in-a-lifetime trip. And they'll return and they'll say they had a wonderful time. The people were lovely. The food was great. Um, the but weather we're never was doing it again. Yeah, but, but I don't think we could do that again. You know, well, absolutely. I'll tell you what we'll do, Paul, is we have, later on we have um, Pascal Donahue coming in to discuss the summer economic statement. And obviously hotel prices has been a significant issue for the past while, particularly around things like the Taylor Swift um, spike in, con- in, in yeah. hotel pricing. We'll raise it with him and what, if anything, the government plans to do. In the meantime, best of luck filling the bus. I have little doubt that you will uh, pull it off and best no. of luck with the tour. That is Paul Byron, who is, of course, tenor and uh, tour operator. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.